Welcome to the Mother Baby Daddy Podcast, helping you to navigate the healthcare system. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, Black women are more likely to suffer complications from pregnancy, have preterm babies, or experience loss of a baby, develop sugar diabetes, preeclampsia, eclampsia, and other problems during their pregnancy more than any other race. We don't know exactly why this is happening, but whatever the reason might be, I want to give you all the information I know and everything that you would need to know to prevent complications of pregnancy. Hi, I'm Dr. Tanya Bro Shropshire, and I've been a clinical scientist for 10 years and have practiced nursing for over 20 years on a mother-baby unit, NICU, newborn nursery, ER, and more. I have an interesting topic here for you today. Let's get to it. Hello, mother and daddy. I know you have been offered the COVID-19 vaccine by now, and if you haven't received it yet, I have some important information here for you today. I will also talk about the recent approval of the Pfizer vaccine for children 12 to 15. So let's get started. Now, you and daddy are probably wondering about the recommendations for the COVID vaccine as of November 2021. And you also may have some questions about getting your 12 to 15 year old vaccinated. Well, this is the show for you. Today, I have Dr. John Campbell. He is a nurse health educator, and he has some information about what the United Kingdom's recommendations are for the COVID vaccine. Now, before we get to him, we will hear from Dr. Thelma Teriami, who will tell us the current recommendations here in the United States. In other words, what the CDC recommends along with the leading obstetric and gynecology organizations, what they recommend here in the United States. You will also hear from two pediatricians regarding the vaccination, the COVID vaccination for 12 to 15 year old, and that's the Pfizer vaccine, which has recently been approved. They will discuss common questions that you may have. I have Dr. Michael Barber and Dr. Eric Robinette from Akron Children's Hospital, and all of their contact information will be in the show notes. And you will first hear from Dr. Mandy She will give an overview about COVID-19 and the new Delta variant and where we are and some additional information. Here's Dr. Mandy Coyne, a medical doctor from North Carolina. As cases of COVID is getting better. Um, we see the number of cases going down, but we just went through a pretty significant surge of cases because this virus got more contagious over the summer. People have heard about the Delta variant, which was more contagious. And unfortunately, this surge really hit our unvaccinated really hard. If you look at the data, you were five times more likely to get COVID which means 500% more likely to get COVID 
if you were unvaccinated. And sadly, you were nearly 20 times more likely to die from COVID if you were unvaccinated. So it continues to reinforce to us that vaccination is so important to protect ourselves and each other um, as we go into the winter months here. Now, I'm glad our cases are going down, but we know this is um, traditionally a winter virus. Coronaviruses, which COVID is, is a winter virus. So we're definitely making sure that we want to continue to protect ourselves as we get into the winter. So the concern is really about the safety of the vaccine for women and their babies while they're pregnant. So let's hear what Dr. Velma has to say when she was interviewed and asked this question. Is the vaccine really safe for pregnant women? Yes. So, I mean, it is absolutely safe to use in pregnancy. So, you know, we have this question every day in our offices and it may be that, you know, whether somebody is trying to get pregnant, they've just had a baby or they're currently pregnant and you have to meet patients where they are. You have to give them the information that they need to be able to make that decision, but it is safe to take during pregnancy. You know, we do know that uh, there are significant risks of to that pregnant woman if they get COVID during their pregnancy. So in the end of September, the CDC just issued an urgent um, health advisory recommending that we refocus again on women that are currently pregnant, women that have just delivered, or women that want to become pregnant because we were seeing increased numbers of complications in that population. And at that point, only 34% of our women, pregnant women, had been vaccinated. So we know we have room We know we have work to do in this segment, but um, we now have over 169,000 pregnant women in the United States that have received at least one dose of the vaccine. So we are able to track those women. We're able to look at their outcomes. So we are very reassured with the recommendations that we have right now. We've also seen in recent studies that there are um, antibodies that are found in the breast milk of the women who received the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines. So we know that there may be more protection for their babies, which right now they're not eligible to receive vaccines. So again, that's another way to protect your family. But we get this, you know, but again, whether we're talking about our current pregnancy or the children, we may have other children at home. You want to continue to have that dialogue so that everyone is comfortable with the decision they're making for themselves. Well, it's recommended initially, we used to say that we would offer it in the third trimester, but they've now been able to offer the vaccine to women in all trimesters, and we are not seeing any adverse outcomes throughout their pregnancy. So when somebody is asking, when should I get it? Our response is, as soon as you can, because you don't want, you know, you've got an option to prevent complications. So we know that it's safe. We encourage everybody to get it as soon as possible. Dr. John Campbell will review what the United Kingdom recommendations are for the COVID vaccine in pregnant women. The Royal College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. So this is like the most <laughs> prestigious uh, grouping for this in the UK. And let's have a look at some of the things that they are saying. Uh, COVID vaccines are recommended in pregnancy. They clearly state Vaccination is the best way to protect against the known risk of COVID-19 in pregnancy, both for women and babies. Uh, and again, these are all clearly there in their in their um, in their release. There, 
um, including a mission of the women to intensive care and uh, premature birth of the baby. So again, the same protects against that. We don't want any of those things, of course. They say you should not you should not stop breastfeeding in order to be vaccinated against COVID nineteen. Carry on breastfeeding is what they're saying if you are breastfeeding. Women trying to become pregnant do not need to avoid pregnancy after vaccination. And there is no evidence to suggest that COVID vaccine COVID nineteen vaccines will affect fertility. Now this is one of the common sort of disinformations that's talked about. Uh, that, that the vaccination causes um, loss of fertility, that they're the experts. So I report what the experts are saying. This is the best we have in terms of UK data at the moment. So far, how many pregnant women have received the vaccine and what are the serious adverse effects in the United Kingdom? So, so far, um, actually, this website was actually updated last on the 11th of October. So it's not bang up to date, but um, it's, it's 11th of October is pretty good. It's only the 22nd of November now. I expect they'll update it again soon. Um, but as of the 11th of October, more than 82,000 pregnant women in England have received at least one dose of COVID-19 vaccination. And Public Health Scotland have reported um, that more than 19,000 pregnant women have received a vaccine. So 82,000 in England plus 19,000 in Scotland and no serious adverse effects effects have been recorded according to the Royal College of Obstetricians and uh, Gynecologists. Now, I think we can assume these people aren't blatantly lying to us. This is this is their current understanding so that this is this is the best knowledge we have at the moment. No serious adverse effects recorded. Uh, they also say research from across six studies in four countries involving more than 40,000 pregnant women showed that having the vaccine does not increase the risk of miscarriage. So having the vaccine does not increase the risk of miscarriage, does not increase the risk of preterm birth, premature birth, does not increase the risk of stillbirth, nor does it increase the risk of small for gestation baby age. So fetal growth baby age is not affected so here we are this this is them clearly saying that uh, the vaccine does not increase the risk of miscarriage preterm birth stillbirth nor does it increase the risk of a small for gestational age baby but we did see clearly from that cdc data that uh, covid infection at the time of delivery does increase stillbirth particularly with the delta variant um, or the vaccination does not increase the risk of congenital abnormality. So why would parents consider getting their 12 to 15-year-old vaccinated if they're really at low risk for catching COVID-19? Vaccines are the answer to eliminating uh, new cases. And so you want to eliminate new cases. You also want to make sure, because we've learned in the last year, that kids can carry it and they can be silent spreaders of the infection. They don't know they're sick. You don't know they're sick and um, they can spread it. And so if you can uh, vaccinate children and prevent them from contracting and spreading the disease, you can eliminate new cases, right? So so I think that that's one of the main things. And the other thing is if kids want to participate 
in sports and go on with their life as we as adults do, um, that's certainly another reason to go ahead and get vaccinated, eliminating new cases, get rid of the cases in your school, your neighborhood, your family, uh, so we can all get back to, uh, to living our lives the way we want to. I think one of the things that's been very confusing for people, and it's a question that I get a lot, but it's very important to the case that Dr. Forbes just made is, you know, does the vaccine prevent people from transmitting COVID-19 to others, right? And, and I think it's really important to understand that there are things that we believe are very likely to be true, and then there's things that we know for sure are true, right? And right now, the information on to what extent does the vaccine prevent people from transmitting COVID-19 to others? Information on that is in a transition state from what we very strongly believe is likely to be true to what we know to be true, right? So I saw a study that showed in adults that the vaccine uh, made a 55% reduction in the, a, the rate of asymptomatic positivity, right? Meaning, so their chance of transmitting it asymptomatically. So we have a 99% reduction in death 99% reduction in hospitalization, maybe a 95% reduction in symptomatic COVID, and a 55% reduction in your ability to transmit that in adults, for example. Now, that is dependent on antibody levels, and if anything, children appear to be making even higher antibody levels, so that you could make the case that it's likely children may have an even better response to the vaccine as far as transmissibility is concerned. But we don't know that yet. We don't have proof, and we want to be open about what we know and what we believe. Um, but I, there's there's a, a large, strong body of evidence to suggest that there's a very significant positive effect that the vaccine has on reducing transmission of COVID-19. How much it is so that we can make decisions about when you can stop masking and when you can stop distancing and, and what your risk is in a particular scenario, that's for the science to hammer out that level of detail. But on a population level, I don't think anybody that understands vaccines really doubts that this vaccine is reducing the transmission of the virus. So what else should we know about kids 12 to 15 years old and the vaccine? We got our coronavirus vaccine, that's right. It's, it's normal to be nervous about new things, but right now there's no risk-free choice. And we know the greater risk to kids is from contracting COVID-19. So I feel really comfortable as a mom and as a pediatrician recommending this vaccine and for my own little guy today to get it. We were so brave. From everything that's going on, it just seems like it's the safest thing. And I'm all about safe for me and my child. I just think it's the best way. I feel like this is so important in helping to overcome this pandemic. There's so few things that we have control over, and this is something that we have control over and that we can do um, and come together as a community to really, really help move forward and overcome this pandemic. Well, the science and data is very clear that vaccine is the best way to protect yourself and your family uh, from COVID-19. Vaccines are safe and they work. Um, but we have other tools out there, but vaccine is certainly number one. We want to make sure folks know that there is treatment for COVID. That is something we didn't have at the beginning of this pandemic, but we now have a treatment um, that you can get. You have to go to a doctor's office or a hospital to get this treatment, and it's called a monoclonal antibody. It is either an injection or an infusion, so it's not a pill. So you do have to call your doctor or your other healthcare professional and you need to get it early. The importance of treatment is getting it as soon as, as you can, because as soon as you get it, the better it works. And so we want you to get it within 10 days of your first 
symptom, which means it's important to get tested to know if you have COVID. So vaccine number one, treatment is available and make sure you're calling your, your doctor or other healthcare professional. And then the third is obviously we all still to need to be thinking about protecting each other and wearing masks, particularly when we're in public settings and we're around others who aren't vaccinated, particularly our, our kids who are just today starting to get vaccinated. We know they're largely unvaccinated, wanting to protect them. So masks are still an important component of protection. Okay, so that's all I have for you today. Stay tuned to Mother Baby Daddy, where I'll tell you more about what you and daddy need to know to have a healthy and happy baby. And also, I'll give you some more trending health topics. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next one.